This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter VI. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Let us begin. Shiza! Shinku Hadouken! This week, I give my thoughts and rundown on all the announcements in this year's Summer Game Fest. Then, in our final stage, I step back into the arena when I review Street Fighter VI for the PlayStation 5. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another game filled edition of select start the video game podcast for acmg presents talk time live and talktimelive.com i am your host xavier josiah and we are back after that crazy crazy weekend last week oh it was great havoc but it was fun but i am telling you i am glad to be back here with you all talking about video games and recuperating i'm finally i can honestly say i'm 98 percent Healed from everything that happened last week but it was a hell of a lot of fun a lot of memorable moments of course you guys see it, it uh, all and if you didn't go to talktimelive.com where you could check out the highlights of everything that went down here in uh, philadelphia for fan expo as well as some other clips and of course the awesome fantastic panel that i was able to cover uh, at Fan Expo for Peter Cullen, aka Optimus Prime. This is the weekend where Transformers Rise of the Beast has arrived. If you haven't checked out my review of that, go out of your way, check it out. Only if you watched the movie, because there is a huge, insanely huge spoiler edition that you don't want to be you don't want to be revealed. You want to enjoy this for yourself. And trust me, when we found out in the theater what that was and what was going on. The whole entire theater exploded unlike any other time not since probably endgame have i witnessed anything like that um it was it was huge so i'm not going to talk about it here i talked about it all in the spoiler uh the spoiler episode of talk time live where i reviewed and talked about transformers rise of the beast just go out here and check it out if you're a transformers fan it is all worth checking out so we're here to talk video games of course and that we shall we got a lot to talk about in terms of the summer game fest that jeff Keeley has put together and after watching this i gotta say like e3 is uh, unfortunately uh, e3 is officially dead i don't know how they're gonna get back here because jeff Keeley has a lot of political pull in the gaming world as of right now um he's come out of nowhere he almost he, he he's coming off like the vince mcmahon of the video game world or he's just all of a sudden just coming out of nowhere taking over everybody's supporting him everybody's backing him up now i'm saying i'm calling him the vince mcmahon of the video game world it almost it's you know when i say vince mcmahon it almost sounds like a negative 
in this case i'm kind of giving it a positive in terms of how he's just all of a sudden just gotten so big like this guy came from you know g4 tech tv or whatever like that with um attack the show and the other shows that he was on and you know then he game he he came up with gametrailers.com and you know he just kept going with his with his career and now all of a sudden the game wars pop up and it's become the biggest thing ever it's become almost like the academy awards of video games in in, in essence and it he's able he somehow was able to create this world this this celebration if you will with the same quality production as some of the highest prestigious award ceremonies that you've ever seen i'm talking like the golden globes i'm talking like um you know it, it's like the golden globes the, the emmys the grammys with a little bit of hint of mtv um, music awards or video music awards in a sense it has like a combination of all that but it's a highly produced show it's only gotten bigger it survived the pandemic for goodness sake um and it's only getting better and now summer game fest is fans and gamers answer to e3 because this is and he made it a point to mention this at the very beginning that this is supported by all game companies and it it actually absolutely have now granted with that said a lot of the game companies that decided to decline uh e3 this year who repop was going to be you know overseeing has migrated over to jeff Kelly. I don't know why I, I still don't understand the, the backstage politics of what's going on in this but for some reason and it's not been revealed or talked about in in other parts of the media but it's apparent that like nobody wants to work with the e3 brand it's crazy i don't understand what is why it is but it is what it is um i'm sure we'll probably find out down the line but right now it's just a total mystery but nonetheless we're getting that production value and that presentation quality that we normally would see at an E3. Now, I will say that the only company that was not shown in this uh, in this show, which was like about three hours, I believe, uh, some th like maybe like three hours, was Nintendo. Nintendo did not show anything. I don't know if they're waiting for their treehouse or whatever like that, which usually comes around this time of the year. Um, we will see how that goes and will be revealed to that point. But nonetheless, this was, uh, I thought this was a pretty good show. Um, they had some really cool reveals, uh, nothing that we didn't already know, but we got some big news in regards to some of the most anticipated games that we are waiting for. And we'll be talking about it and running down that as well. Before I do that, the only real news I have aside from the rundown of what uh, was announced at the game awards is that Dutemu and tribute games has revealed that teenage mutant ninja turtle shredders revenge is getting a dlc expansion pack featuring the one and only usagi yojimbo and this is one of the characters that people have been craving to play and they did you know when i talked to uh yannick bazil when he was on the show i gotta look back at that because i recall um we were talking about dlc and all this stuff and i don't think i think he kept it tight-lived i don't remember if he said that rather that's thought about or we're not thinking about it or whatever like that because a lot of people were coming up with a whole a whole slew of names um that 
they wanted on in the game and i guess he indiated it in a sense in saying that and i'm glad he did um because a lot of times you know some things is just worth being surprised for um transformers rise of the beast is one of them and this is another i like the fact and you know i wanted the uh I, I i also wanted the female turtle who i forget uh, janik uh i believe that's her name in the game because they don't have a female aspect in the game yet but this one here is a heavy fan favorite in the turtles universe usagi ojimbo who also has his own comic as well is a awesome samurai rabbit from a different time and they're doing a storyline with him coming in and you know helping the turtles or whatever like that it looks like it's going to be a a new story to it uh there's also now in the in the announcement trailer they said new characters they said plural so usagi yojimbo may just be the first of of many to come so stay tuned for that but they're also um announced that there were going to be some other cool features as well color palette options for each character will be coming too and it's going to be a lot of awesome things that is going to happen so i'm looking forward to this and it is announced that it's coming later this year no exact release date yet but it is coming so all right let's get to the summer game fest of announcements here let's talk about everything that was announced here um going up the top possibly the biggest thing that was announced and the most anticipated thing that was announced was well one of the two I will say one of the two major games that people uh, got to look forward to got some answers here. One was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is coming early 2024. Now, there was talk that this was supposed to come out this year. And it was, which honestly, to be honest, I am so glad that they actually doing that um, because in about a week or two, Final Fantasy 16 will arrive. And that is gonna be a lot of game in itself. And then on top of that, we would have had to, uh, you know, wait for Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. I'm I'm very cool with this not coming this year. And it's said early next year. And I also, because of the reason why they're, you know, it, it's probably taking this long, was because this one, this game, will involve two discs like they're going back to the old school thing it's going to be two discs big so it which is crazy it is so insane like oh how big is this game going to be like i i i literally am probably going to have to up i'm there's no doubt i was already planning to update my ram um in my in my memory for this not my ram but my memory for this um to two terabytes that is absolutely definitely going to happen as of right now um the minute i get a chance i am going to upgrade my because they still don't have external hard drives yet that are compatible to be able to uh easily play the playstation games yet. at least i don't know if there is i am going after it um because i do have a four terabyte hard uh, external hard drive that is storing um some of the games that i have but also all of the playstation 4 and 3 games that i can instantly play on air but i can't play the playstation 5 games on air i have to transfer them back and forth so 
I don't it's been three years I don't I re need to go back in and check to see if they have evolved the external hard drive because if I don't need to go and go and ch change things in, in, in internally I won't but if I absolutely do then yeah this would be a time but it, it's it, it is really really time to do it because now you got Final Fantasy who's doing a two disc game which means it's probably going to be two disc game the last game was almost 100 gigs this one will probably be if it's two disc big it's probably going to be 200. um this may be the biggest is is, is possibly going to be the biggest game to date in this new generation and i this is going to be bad because i hope the whole purpose this is good and bad the whole purpose is that these new gen games we would hope that they would have been like they would have had the processing power in the space to be able to handle all this and it looks like we're seeing a little bit more limitations with these new gen consoles um than we have seen like they, i mean a lot some of the graphics are great but a lot of times you can go to playstation 4 and, it, and the graphics are still gorgeous in there look granted you don't have ray tracing and all that stuff the frame rate isn't as good unless you got a, a ps4 pro maybe but other than that it's like and, and all right and granted all right the fast loading time you can't beat that you cannot beat the fast loading time so there's the difference of it but in terms of being able to not have more than two discs to trade like this is why i got digital like because i don't want to have to do these two discs things again i'm hoping i don't know how they're going to do it with the digital aspect of it is it just going to be one major huge download and then also for those who got two discs are you still going to have to download data as well because uh, I, I believe um the star wars game people still had to download data even though they got the disc version so i don't know how they're going to work this but it's going to be very interesting but one thing is guaranteed this game is going to be highly anticipated and this game is going to probably blow the hell up in the gaming industry so the other question is what the hell is going to happen to Aerith? like i, I thought two discs i'm like oh man could this mean Aerith is going to die in this one too but we still don't know there's articles that you know there's an article on ign that claims that like Aerith is safe i'm not too sure they have changed things around with this version of this variant of final fantasy 7 I, I i look like many others were totally traumatized by Aerith's death almost in the same way that they were traumatized by optimus prime back in 86 and it, it's uh i'm still i'm still got my guard up on that one we'll see but the cool part is you are able to play as red 13 this time around um yuffie will be joining the crew a lot of other characters are going to be joining the crew that you're going to be able to play as and um it's going to be awesome because you remember you couldn't play as red 13 but he can assist you last time this time you're going to have full control of him which is freaking awesome so i'm looking forward to that so yeah get ready early next year it will arrive and we will uh we will enjoy it it's going to be an epic event it's um one of the first big games to come out in early 2024 let's see if it's going to reach game of the year again let's see i think it was just, honestly i think it was also a smart move that they uh moved it to 2024 because of that because there's so much there's so much going on and 
who, who knows it that's probably could be their reason as well um as to why they did it because it's there's just too much awesome games coming out this year alone and it's too much competition for even for themselves i mean they got to compete with their own selves with final fantasy 16 and that looks like it's going to be a banger too so we'll see the other big huge announcement is that we got to see a little bit more spider-man 2 and jeff brought out one of the um representatives and developers from uh insomniac games to talk about it and jeff Keeley nicely asked you know how confident are you guys on in terms of getting uh actually having a release date are you guys confident to say and it was safe to say that insomnia games has announced that spider-man 2 will arrive october 20th 2023 so get ready folks this is going to be awesome october is a great month for comic books because new york comic-con is that month and a lot of times game releases around that time and video and uh comic book related video games release around that time so perfect go to new york comic-con come back get ready for this it's going to be awesome it's going to be insomniac versus final fantasy 7 no actually i'm sorry this is out this year so this is going to be in competition with other games so we got breath of the wild we got final fantasy 16 right now diablo 4 is saying it look is looking pretty good um from what i hear and um what else do we have and in this i mean like I don't want to add Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat to it because they're in a league of their own. They're like fighting games. And it's like fighting games rarely are going to beat this type of caliber of games. But on its own, they, they got their own fight to worry about right now. So we'll we'll talk about that in a matter. Also revealed and announced was Prince of Persia. The return of Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown, is coming back to game consoles. Um I gotta admit, it looks really good. Does uh, the trailer look badass? Uh, we're expecting it to appear on all platforms as PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on January 18th, 2024. So that may possibly be my birthday game. Maybe. There are a lot of cool games that usually come out around my birthday, which is on the 14th, by the way. I'm just pointing it out there. <laughs> shout out to LL cool day who uh LL cool j who also shares my birthday there but that may be it it looked really good i love that it's like kind of a side scrolling type of uh deal where um basically the art style is really awesome too uh it looks like it's a mix of no it actually just looks 2d um side scrolling i don't know why they just decided to do it that way but it did but it, it kind of looks like 2.5d in a sense uh side scrolling but you can wall walk and do all these other cool things while in that notion so um i liked it i really liked the presentation of that it looks really cool but we got a release date for that too so um i'm down with it it looks it looks awesome i'm looking forward to it and i mentioned fighting games oh do i mention fighting games mortal kombat 1 which is set to come out this september giving uh street fighter uh six its own shine for the, uh for a few months we got to see more footage of it ed boone came out to be interviewed by jeff Keeley, and he was talking about how much is how hard it was for this to keep keep it a secret even though it he didn't really keep the secret because wbd and their and their um what was it their their um 
one of their meetings one of their financial meetings financial report meetings they revealed that mortal kombat was coming out this year so they let the cat out the bag for you know another realm studios and ed boon so it wasn't really a secret but what was a secret was it's not mortal kombat 12. it's a reboot it's a complete reboot of the whole thing based on the events of mortal kombat 11 which is genius i mean the way that they're doing this now it's like they can do they could literally do this forever because of how they factored in the the um the timeline uh story to storyline so what's great about this is that they showed footage of uh of more of the storyline which involve johnny cage who is now played by jean-claude van damme they finally got him to play the role that they was aiming to for him to play for a long time jean-claude van damme for those who don't know the game was was it was based around jean-claude van damme because you know ed boone and john tobias were great fans of blood sport and they wanted to do something of that nature but they wanted jean-claude van damme to star in it jean-claude uh, opted out uh before because it was like during that time people didn't take video games that seriously and to have somebody of his caliber that time jean-claude van damme was huge he was a huge star so it took him years and of course jean-claude had his situations over the years but it took up until now for them to finally get him to do this and this is probably the best time to do it because you know no offense but his career kind of shifted down as the video game industry shifted up and he's at least at a, at a point where he's not completely his career is not completely over and he can still do this and it can actually revitalize jean claude in the eyes of many and especially a new generation who's never really seen a jean claude van damme movie so this is a win-win for everybody in this case so he's finally gonna he's not gonna play him but he's gonna voice the role of this new version of johnny cage and uh this is gonna be interesting to see how he portrays this they also which i was anticipating more than anything we're going to see we're going to be able to play as fire god Liu kang which is something that a lot of us wanted to see in the first in in a mortal um mortal kombat 11. we were dying to play this new character <laughs> this new version of of Liu kang and this time we're going to uh, be able to play it the other thing that they showed too is you know if you watch the reveal trailer of mortal kombat 1 do you know that there's it a lot of the storylines are going to be based around two people teaming up together whether they're going to be enemies or they're going to be allies so it's going to play around this time so this time around scorpion and sub-zero in this timeline and in this new universe timeline are brothers so they're going to you know play to that um we we saw katana and uh melina also play to that situation looks like melina is suffering from some sort, of, sort of disease which is going to lead to her becoming the melina that we know and you know katana is trying to help her but melina thinks that she is trying to take her throne so we got that storyline here um we got all these different other storylines as well and we also find out that kung lao is in here to a new version of kung lao is in here but also raiden but raiding raiden is in here as a shaolin monk so he kind of has taken over the he's now in this timeline taking over the luke hang role if you will so the roles reverse definitely and we get to you know play as a mortal version of 
uh, rating, which is pretty cool. It is pretty awesome. The fatalities are as brutal as you would expect in, in better. Um, it's, it's just, these things are just off the wall. I cannot wait to play this game. Now, I, I won't, I, I, I think what it comes down to is the storytelling because the fighting gameplay is always great, but it's Mortal Kombat storytelling that really kicks it in gear. Um, you know, uh, Ed Boon and NetherRealm Studios has in their possession WB Games, which means they always normally have top quality writers in their pack in their back pocket. You know, for a situation like this, every one of Mortal Kombat's storyline from nine on has been awesome, and he just and the storytelling has just gotten better. So, and that's including um, you know other other fighting games that they've made like injustice both injustice games were just absolutely awesome storytelling i expect no different from here and it's already it's already intriguing so i think when it comes down to it this is going to be one of their strongest points along with the fact that they probably you know the graphics look great it looks tremendous and it is um you know the gameplay is always awesome we also got to find out what other features are going to be in this because it looks like they didn't say it but i know Ed Boone was on. He put on a post uh, a while back before the announcement of Mortal Kombat 1. Like, what other, you know, mini games or extras do you want in a game? And then everybody voted for, you know, whatever conquest mode, uh, chess. I prefer chess. Battle chess was awesome. Um, the their version of Tetris, if you would, that was pretty cool too. So there may be some extras in here as well. And it, honestly, they really have to, considering what Street Fighter has been able to do. Street Fighter has a lot of game in that in that process in there. So I'm expecting them to be able to do the same uh, like they normally have. And, you know, this is the platform that they have the opportunity to do it. This is a bigger platform. They are allowed to do a lot more than they ever could. You know, so we'll see. But also remember, this game is going to be playing on all platforms, I believe, including the Nintendo Switch once again. And this is what I love because, you know, we had this conversation um i believe with sand valley in regards to how wwe 2k failed to produce a 2k game on there and then we got fight forever which is coming in a couple weeks it's taking too damn long in my opinion but we thought that it was impossible or even hard for a 3d game of this caliber to be put in you have like 2k games to be put in because it's so much but then we see a game like Mortal Kombat 11 that was able to successfully port a game of that caliber onto the Nintendo Switch. Now, granted, they did, the, you know, dilute some of the graphic quality they had to, but for the most part, the frame rate was great. I could go back and play that game. I've beaten that game and played and enjoyed that game so many times on the Nintendo Switch. It's just, it was awesome. And, you know, so, they had no issues. I had no framework issues. I had no crashes. I didn't, and I wouldn't say I had no crashes. I did have like maybe one or two, but they fixed that situation. So it was way more successful on a Nintendo switch than people even imagine because a lot of people, if you're, you know, if, um, if you were the ones that bought 2k, you would have thought it was the limitation of the Nintendo switch. It's not, it was the limitation of 2k games it had nothing to do with the hardware. It's because especially you can't say that when any switch owner can tell you 
playing Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, you could like you could definitely say it is not the hardware because Nintendo shows you how it can be done with their with their um, with their AAA games. It just it's not them. It's it's you know it's the developers at this point. People just have to realize that. So I have full faith. I'm definitely looking forward to getting. I definitely pre-ordered it for the uh, for the PlayStation Five. Um, I pre-ordered it for the Nintendo Switch, but I hate Nintendo. I cannot stand. It's the one thing I love the Nintendo eShop. I love the fact that you can buy games and you can earn credit towards other games. <coughs> Excuse me. Like for instance, I just pre-ordered Fight Forever, and I had like fourteen dollars in the uh in my credit so i'm putting that 14 dollars into the fight forever you know bundle package which now just decreased my amount to about 57 dollars to it's like 70 or whatever like that so that's a great deal and all i did was just keep buying games from there and just never spending and just let the credit build so that's awesome i like the fact you could do that what i don't like that they stopped you from doing is allowing you to pay off the damn game immediately they put it on a hold that like you could pre-order and then like a week seven days prior to the actual release date then they charge you i'm like no not many people not everybody you know want it like that because there's no guarantee that money's still going to be in their bank <laughs> a lot of times you you want to aim to get that but then something else come along and it somebody else forgets that and you just end up not getting the pre-order no lock allow people to lock that in but also give them a chance, like have us have a feature. I would say have a feature in there. Like, are you really sure that you want this game? Click on it. That's on them. That's their deal. I get that they're trying to be nice to people and say like, okay, maybe I don't want this pre-order. So I'll just cancel it. But if they're absolutely sure they want it like me, let me lock it in. Let me, let me give you my money now. I'll, if, if it's not good, I'll regret it later or whatever like that or what, whatever. I made that decision, but if I feel like it's just something I do want, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to get it. Yeah. Let me do that. But what if I'm ready to say like, all right, I'm going to, I want to lock this in. Boom. Give us the option to do that. I'd rather them do that than just have it on hold for so long or whatever. Cause something better is going to make come along. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to invest my money into that. So that's the one thing I don't like, but nonetheless, that's what's happening right now. So Fortnite has a bunch has constantly always have a crossover they got one with transformers right now you can play as optimus prime from the recent movie uh rise of the uh beast so you know that's awesome i still am not a fan of fortnite i've played it many a times i just i'm not good at it and i'm not and i don't enjoy it but i do always like when they do crossovers you know they they uh i i i, I respect i have a lot of respect for its success but at the end of the day, I'm still just not a fan of it. And I'm I really, honestly, I'm surprised that people are still on this game. Like, then again, I'm still surprised people are still on uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse as well. Like, that game should have died in two, a long time ago. <laughs> really, I love that game. But at the fact that they're still putting content in that game is amazing. It's just, just come out with a three. You know, and I know they got another game coming out, but just come out with a three for your damn sake. Speaking of new games, Sonic is back once again, and Sonic Superstars is a new 2D uh, game that's coming out. It, it, they made it. They went back to the nostalgic era of the 2D uh, era, but also in 3D. 
a new visual art style, new 3D visual art style that looks absolutely phenomenal. And uh, you're taking on a side-scrolling game, but this time you're gonna be able to play a four-player co-op this time, meaning you, uh, Sonic, Tails, uh, Knuckles, and Amy will all be playable characters and you can play them all at once. I believe Mario has done this before uh, with Mario uh, Land 2 or 3D or whatever like that. So, you know, it's in that same, it's in that same breath, but you know, it's going to be a lot, it's going to be a lot more fast paced. And they also kind of teased a new villain or character that's going to be coming in as well. Um, it's aimed to come out this fall, but no actual release date coming yet. Uh, we got some more news from Alan Wake 2, uh, which, uh, got a huge gameplay reveal in here and wasn't too really into this. I mean, I'm not, a, I, I respect the Alan Wake lore, but I'm not, that's not my cup of tea, but for, if you are. A fan of this you'll know, um, be happy to know that it's coming october 17th and um along with the i believe the first one is going to be remade too so there you have it for that one of my favorite sega games i knew this was coming i already knew this was coming but now we got more in depth on what it's about like a dragon gaiden uh formerly known as yakuza they just decided to call it like a dragon based around their company name ria ga Gotoku, which is uh, like a dragon in Japan and Japanese. Um, so they just decided to rebrand the name like a dragon, which is the original title in Japan. Actually, it's not Yakuza in Japan. It is like a dragon. They just decided to say, like, we're going to just make it full blown for uh, all of them. So this is like a dragon Gaiden. So it, it, entitled the man who erased his name. The man who erased his name looks uh remarkably like kazuma kiryu and in fact it is but i don't know if this has taken place after the events of it but um this is said to be a spinoff apparently but you know kazuma uh kiryu is now it looks like he's a secret service man or something like that he's moved on he's um he's entering this new phase of his life and this new enemy that's coming about who happens to run a casino environment or whatever like that so it's going to be interesting and we won't have to wait too long because this game is coming out in uh on november 9th the only thing i want to know and i probably got my answer to this is it going to be english dub with it because the other like a dragon game that i played did not although i thoroughly enjoyed it um i enjoy all the yakuza games but it would be so cool like like the judgment series if they just had you know an english dub cast on there it'd be awesome but um, nonetheless, I'll, it's not going to stop me from getting this game because these games never disappoint. I also know looks like that the fighting, um, the uh, combat system and control scheme is a little bit different too, a little bit more uh, flow. It, it reminded me of Judgment, which is the spinoff from uh, Like a Dragon as well. So I'm looking forward to it. No, November 9th. Like, so once I finish with Spider-Man, <laughs> that's going to probably be my next one right there. So Star Trek Infinite was announced. I believe this looks like a mobile game of sorts. That's coming out June 16th uh, for all you Trekkies out there. John Carpenter's Toxic Commando revealed uh, that is coming out for the Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, and PC next year. Um, something I was very surprised that they're doing because this movie has also been announced too. Uh, Akira Toriyama you know, creator of Dragon Ball and um, Dr. Slump and, you know, a host of other, you know, famous, you know, anime that he's done and manga that he's done. He's coming out with this new one 
called Sandland. We actually saw a trailer or a teaser trailer to this movie that's supposed to be coming out soon. Well, also in fact that there will be a game that is coming out uh, as well. So we got a first look at this new Bandai Namco game that's coming to the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series XS, and PC. Uh, mostly probably not to switch because it looks like a little look looks like it may be a little bit too big or they may be waiting or working on that separately so i don't know how big this game is going to be but if it's we'll see when this game comes out or when they reveal it or when it's available on the playstation store or whatever like that and i see that the game you know memory capacity is not that big chances are it may actually come to the switch down the line a lot of bandai namco games usually do I should also add, speaking of anime-based games, uh, Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Kai, or whatever, the Kai version, um, or Dai version, I should say, um, is coming out too, and that's coming on in all platforms, and it looks absolutely fantastic. I'm looking forward to both of these games. So, um, no release date for this yet, but it looks very promising, and anything that Akira Toriyama does, I am going to support it and get it. So, most definitely looking forward to this right here a pokemon how can i say this it's basically pokemon with assault rifles this pokemon clone of a game called pow world is you with your little monster friend walking around battling other monsters difference is your your owner or whatever master or whatever like that has a gun and they're shooting at other things or whatever like that this is i was intrigued by this uh so we got an early trailer of it. i mean the, the characters all the the pocket monsters or little monsters that they have looks remarkably like a pokemon but they there's just some extra extra involved in this whole thing there was no release date for this yet but i'm keeping my eye on this i don't know i'm hoping this is not going to be a live service game or whatnot i would hope that this is going to be like an adventure art action rpg whatnot hopefully it will be but this looks very interesting if you like pokemon but with guns <laughs> and semi-automatic assault rifles i guess this is this may be for you the character design looks you know really pokemon-esque as well so it's just it's pretty awesome uh lord of the rings fans will be expecting a lord of the rings game coming called return of maria which is scheduled to come out this fall no exact release date yet but no doubt we're uh we're expected to get that and final fantasy 7 rebirth is not the only game that people are going to be able to enjoy final fantasy 7 ever crisis is getting a closed beta which is coming out soon july 6th to be uh exact and You'll be able to check it out now. This here's the thing. They made this appear like this was going to be a mobile game, but I could have sworn that they said that this game was going to be on multiple platforms. I'm hoping that is not going to be on just mobile games because this game looks pretty awesome. It, it, it looks like another perspective. Basically, it's it's I think it's taken on a perspective of Sethroth this time around and all his adventures leading up to his madness. So if that's the case i want to check that out but it's back to the turn-based rpg type of style too but just better looking than it did when um when it was out on the playstation so i i i'm hoping that this is looking to come out on the on multiple platforms not just the mobile if it's mobile i'm not getting it 
because that means that it's going to be kind of a cash grabby type of experience that i don't want to deal with so but july 6th for those who want to try it out uh you can check it out there the game was originally announced in 2021 but of course you know the pandemic came and you know this game was not coming out anytime soon along with any other games i'm surprised we even got you know final fantasy 7 remake when we did during that time so of course it was the savior of 2020 for me and for many you know who are out there you know struggling with mentally with those situations all right we also got banishers ghost of new eden which is a new action rpg game from the people who brought you vampire um you know visually looks stunning i like this this narrative where this i guess he's irish whatever um this character main character is teaming up with this ghost who just happened to be a, a woman of color a black female if you will and they're going to share a bond with each other in this whole thing it looks actually pretty awesome i don't know if i'm going to jump on it but it looks very promising uh boulders gate 3 introduces uh jason isaac as major uh as a major villain in this uh saga so this is you know a big step up from the from the old um you know just the prequels of this here so that you know it's a big step up um you know harry potter friends and and, and uh is going to be very happy to see this gentleman here and this is you know what i'm wondering if i should you know because i never got into the other nah you know because i never really got into the other baldur's gate um you know it, it we'll see how this goes i mean we'll see how this goes it just it looks really really awesome what doesn't look awesome was the trailer or we got a sneak peek at twisted metal which is going to debut july 27th speaking of which on peacock by the way speaking of peacock um i gotta notice if you're an xfinity owner then you probably got this email too and as of June, what is it, June 29th, you will not be able to uh, get Peacock freely. Their their relationship with um, Xfinity is officially null and void as of uh, the end of this month, and you will have to pay a fee. That means if you are a, if you watch Peacock purely for shows like Bel Air or such, or some of the old shows and some movies that you get to see immediately, you will not be able to do that but more in particular if you're watching peacock and you're an xfinity owner and you're watching peacock solely for wwe content you will now have to pay a particular fee now if you re-registered or whatever like that they are giving you a deal or whatever like that but you will have to pay an actual fee to own peacock and i'm thinking like i barely watch peacock i watched it for bel-air um i watched some you know wrestling content but not much you know because all the wwe content not just wwe's content but the libraries that they own are on peacock that's like the old nwa crockett stuff the mid-south the all that world class everything is on there so if you're a wrestling fan honestly and if you, you only got to watch wwe to be a wrestling fan because they got everything on there so if you're a wrestling fan and you really want that content you're gonna have to pay for it as of right now so you know think about that but i will say if you watch the twisted metal uh sneak peek you may not be the biggest fan of being convinced of buying into peacock because they 
this was supposed to be a comedy. Apparently, Will Arnett and Anthony Mackie are behind the reason of this show, apparently, according to Will Arnett. Um, but Will Arnett, who's voicing, who's doing the voice of Sweet Tooth, which I think, as much as I love Will Arnett, it's kind of absurd, absurd that he's doing the voice of Sweet Tooth, considering the person who is playing Sweet Tooth is Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe can act, he can do lines, and he does have a very similar voice to Will Arnett. And even if they wanted to, all they had to do is take Joe's voice and modify it, auto-tune it to a bit to make it sound a little bit more, you know, uh, evil and scary. I think he could pull it off. I don't think they needed Will Arnett to do like this role. It's just like, it's just name. Anthony Mackie is probably more of a name than Will Arnett, to be honest. And it's just the thing. I don't, I want to see, I want to get more, you know, understanding behind the scenes of how or why they were able to get this uh, show going, but why, more importantly, why is it a comedy and not like a psycho thriller? Because that's what it, the original, I, I've said this before, that's what the original game was. It was like, it was a construction derby type of game, which had a psycho thriller, you know, a, a, a mystical psycho, psycho thriller type of storytelling like it was almost more spawn than anything but it was also portrayed like a fighting game as well so i don't know why the decision to make this a comedy and when you watch it it's like ooh, the production value didn't look convincing um it didn't look i mean the sweet tooth does look great but we didn't get to see him with the flamed head yet um I don't know what they're doing with this. I I want to watch it just to actually see how it comes off. But to be honest, I don't know. I don't I, I'm like this clip did not convince me at all because it's they're like Sweet Tooth's trying to beat up. He's beating up uh, Anthony Mackie, who's playing the character of John Doe. We don't know exactly who he is as of yet, and he's beating him up. And all of a sudden he's singing Cisco's thong. And then Anthony Mackie is also singing along with them to try to bond with him so he won't get his ass up. And I don't know, it's a, it's a weird situation, but we'll see how this goes. This is not a good, this may not be a good look for Anthony Mackie as he's leading into Captain America 4 at Brave New World, which we gotta, we'll talk about this someday as to why they changed that name, but that's a whole nother thing. So we got that. Um, Marvel Snap. We get more information on that a really perky uh representative from you know that company was uh announcing that they're gonna be a conquest mode for uh, marvel snap which actually i may actually jump back in if that's the case if they have a conquest mode because that means it's some type of story mode or whatever like that um i like the game it was just i couldn't get into it and it, i'm just I can't get into mobile games as much as I would, as much as I used to, because I got burnt too many times with mobile games and probably spent way more than I should have or needed to or wanted to in those games. So I don't like mobile games by in the slightest. There, there's so many negatives to mobile games that ain't funny. At least the one, at least the ones that require you to always be online and the ones that um, is trying to, you know, trying to money grab you all the time. I just, I can't. Um, there's also a new competitive mode that's coming also that I guess you're going to be able to play with other people. Well, 
I, I don't know to what extent this is, um, but it's going to be a car battler is coming June 13th, which is this week. Uh, just Tuesday, it looks like to be exact. So it's a single player tournament to the game. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try. I played the game before, but I had to play up against people. I've won a few matches. I've lost a few matches. What do you say? Um, it's okay. But having a single player in there, that might make me, you know, check it out a few more times. But there are much better card battle games, trust me, out there that I can recommend easily. That's out right now. Um, a new trailer for uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Season 4 uh, pack is coming. So they announced that. Path of Exile 2 was also a uh, this rogue battle um, game and it's like an isometric rogue battle uh, RP action RPG you know in a vein of uh, great games like uh, Hades like when Hades came out that opened up the floodgates for people like oh look what Hades did I want to do something like that and it's you know Hades Supergiant games have heavily inspired people to come back into this isometric rogue uh, like battle you know action RPG games man this one looks really cool. Um, I'll keep my eye on it, see if I want to check it out, but it's coming July 28th. Uh, I don't, they didn't say what platforms is coming out or I didn't check. I didn't remember what platforms is coming out, but it's definitely, you know, coming out soon. Um, Exo Primo, which is the other Capcom, you know, game that everybody is kind of interested in, just announced. They're coming up with a crossover series already involving Street Fighter 6. So, there's going to be a bunch of mechs that are that are shaped or that look like familiar characters in the Street Fighter 6 uh you know verse and universe and um that's coming July 14th when X, uh, Exo Primal will be launched. So that, I mean they look awesome. The mechs they look absolutely awesome. They, I, we saw I think I saw one of Ryu and one of Guile. And it's going to be pretty dope. Like, so you're going to be having a robotic Mecha Ryu and a Mecha Guile and a few other characters as well. And it was, I, I admit it's pretty dope. I'm not exactly yet, I'm not exactly as of yet, you know, convinced to check out this game. I'm going to hold off of that until it comes out. So we'll see. Um, Lies of P has got a demo out and uh, a new release date uh, will be coming out September 19th is when it arrives so if you've been waiting for this game to come out it, it will arrive then and then um it's just been delayed from uh its previous august date if you will from there so we'll see about that um this you're thinking why is this being announced because technically it is a video game so netflix shares a little bit more on the witcher 3 trailer uh henry cavill did the introductions for it and uh this is will this will be um Henry Cavill's last season in the role of uh, Geralt. I don't know if this means they're going to kill him off. And with, you know, when the Helmsley, um, when Helms um, comes in and he's playing a new character, I don't know how this is going to work, but you know, we'll see how this goes, but at least he's getting a third season and this is going to be the last one. So we'll see how this runs from there, but that will be coming soon too. Um, didn't give a release date for that though, but we got a first full trailer of it. It looks awesome. I will say that it looks awesome and a lot more action packed than it ever was. They're going a lot more, um, you know, magical abilities will be used in this, uh, season. So looking forward to it. Uh, Warhammer 40 K, uh, reveals a co-op space Marine too. I should say it, um, 
it, it revealed a new uh three-player co-op uh, uh feature here so that will be uh involved in a campaign and that is coming to the playstation 5 xbox series x s and pc this winter fans went crazy when they saw this nicholas cage is coming to dead by daylight as himself so apparently he he was actually there he uh joined the stage with jeff Keighley. i will say this a lot of the the, the, the game awards and these you know the game awards and the summer game fest much better when it comes to this fan involvement because if you watch the game awards in past years you know when a celebrities uh I'm, game involvement i should have said celebrity involvement when these celebrities are involved they kind of always have these awkward lines that they read off or whatever like that or they don't they just look like they are out of place um i, I noticed last game awards and now the summer game fest they are much better in presenting themselves and really feeling like they they belong in this element in this environment and in his industry and nicholas cage did really well on stage talking about what this uh game involved in and stuff and it's nick cage man he's just he's just forever dope <laughs> so he's playing himself uh, once again in a feature whatever and he's um you know he's just trying to survive this situation that he thinks is part of a production <laughs> so he's gonna have to find a way to survive through this this version of day by daylight will arrive on july 25th so you got that there we also got a a, a sequel uh for your grace announced it's called yes your grace snowfall so that will be that has been announced um it is let me see i guess it, it was announced to come next year so we got that going on a game called Witchfire uh comes to early access in september so we got that september 20th will be the release date for that um what else do we have remnant 2 release date has also been announced uh for july 25th which is coming next month there uh, this is basically if you're a dark souls fan you're gonna like this which means i'm not oh speaking of which Sooner or later, I gotta replay Wulong. Because <laughs> uh, that game is supposedly have gotten a, uh, a a difficulty level now. So I am hoping that that's the case because I do want to play that game and I want to enjoy that game, but I don't want to grind my ass off playing that game. So I gotta find that out when uh, that should be coming out very soon. Or if not, it has already been out now. I gotta see fans' reaction because if, if people think that it's much easier and they enjoying it, I'll jump back in. I'll re-download it and jump back in instantly. But I was just like, I want to just get through this and enjoy this. I wanted to be challenging, but not extremely challenging where you hit me and I'm automatically gone. That granted, I, you know, when you say that tears of the kingdom does that too, but it doesn't do it. It gives you a chance. You know what I mean? If, if I, if I lose because I got hit by a particular enemy that can take you out i know it's my fault this but games like wulong and dark souls it's way too brutal they don't give you a, a, a hint of a chance to get through tears of the kingdom doesn't it doesn't beat you down it does not beat you down it's a perfect balance of challenge and enjoyment and fun and i wish that the other games like that had that same thing too and i force you into a you know it's a situation like that so we'll see another a first person 
probably the only first person shooter I'm going to get this year and enjoy this year is Immortals of Avium, which uh, we got an extended gameplay clip of this time around. And the actor, the main actor, I forgot his name, who is playing in that game uh, has come out on stage as well. And he was another one that was just he, he felt like he belonged on stage with the gaming community and stuff like that. Um, he explained what the storyline was about and a lot of we got to see a lot of other known celebrities that are going to be in, in actors that will be playing in this but the gameplay looks so phenomenal i really enjoyed um ghostwire tokyo and this gives me all the vibes of that in here so uh eventually i will get this game i am absolutely going to get this game because it looks awesome in here so it's it's a it's a first person magic shooter that i am going to enjoy or magic combat that i'm going to look forward to and enjoy under the waves um the game called under the waves is getting a release date to august 29th so if you guys are into that that's there uh honkai star rails um we get a ps5 release window fourth quarter which means usually fall winter of 2023 um this is from developers me uh mihoyo and uh we got a chance to check that out and see what was what with that so if you're looking forward to that that's coming uh later this year black desert online expansion gets a new trailer for those who have uh, been fans of that and it is coming june 14th uh i don't know what i don't exactly know what uh platform this is on but it's coming so we also got some other indie games here i cannot pronounce this name lease fanga i believe the time shift warrior uh is which is a new hack and slash game it's coming out for the pc later this year um faith farm which i did see we got a release date uh in a pc reveal but um this is not only coming on a ps uh pc this is also coming out on a nintendo switch is actually on nintendo switch eShop for pre-order right now and uh if you guys like farmville and all that stuff there's another farm simulation game looks pretty cute so uh looks like in the vein of um other games of that platform you know there's a lot of farm you know uh simulation games out as well that, that has come out this year so there you have it throne and liberty we got another trailer for that looks beautiful looks absolutely beautiful um, uh mmo rpg which is scheduled to come out for the um xbox series xs ps5 and pc no release date for that but that looks awesome i'm looking forward to seeing that arrive party animals um is getting a release date to september 20th for the pc xbox one xbox series s uh, xs um no playstation 5 or any of that nature looks like a little bit of a uh, exclusive is coming out there too and um xbox and porsche have partnered up with a newly designed xbox series xs uh model that is draped in porsche colors to celebrate the 75th anniversary of porsche um so you know there you have it there that was pretty much everything that was announced at the game uh, at the uh, summer game fest uh i thought it was pretty good i thought it was really good i think this was the beginning of something bigger they did summer game fest prior years but um not with an audience this time they had a huge audience it was a huge event this is absolutely going to be the new e3 uh it's unfortunate e3 has been the staple for summer game announcements for years but like again like i said jeff keighley this guy this guy is uh he's making some major moves and honestly he's coming out of the blue he's he's ryan's he's I, I all right i say vince mcmahon 
because this reminds me of Vince McMahon and how he came into the wrestling industry and just started taking over everything. Jeff Kelly is in that vein, but I also say he's kind of the Ryan Seacrest as well. But Ryan Seacrest, he's kind of he Ryan Seacrest is a mogul, but he's still not like the top of his field of where he's at. He has a he has a big piece of the pie. He's not he's no Byron Allen to say the least, but he's got a piece of the pie there. Jeff Kelly, his piece keeps getting bigger and I'm wondering what's going to happen in the next five, 10 years with him to the point that like he's just becoming the top name of the industry. Like it's amazing where his rate where his road is going. Just insane. And it's just one of those things, man. Speaking of Byron Allen, thank goodness for Byron Allen because in and, and, and Tyler Perry as well. We don't have many big moguls out there as big as these dudes in our community. I'm glad because we got we keep getting people like Jeff Kelly and, and, and uh, Ryan Seacrest and, you know, all these people that are taking pieces of the pie out there, man. We need more uh, inclusive, um, you know, out, you know, people out there to try to, you know, it doesn't matter. Like people of all colors just getting a piece of this pie because it, more more importantly to me in the gaming industry, because there's when I say specks of pepper in a sea of salt, it is you could barely find where those where those um, specks of pepper are at. You barely, barely. Every time we watch E3 every year, we would see like, especially like during the uh, PlayStation Showcase or the other deals, we would never, ever, see, we barely see anybody of color that is in the forefront, that is in a major spot in there. At least to Xbox credit, they do have a woman of color in there, but you know, we no, we need more we need more definitely man we just can't i hate this idea this pattern and it happens way too often in hollywood it happens way too often in all industries where you got a safe amount of, uh, of people of color in there or a safe amount of black people in the in said industry we are capable of doing so much more if you allow us if you give us the chance we need to break in big time in this case so folks that will do it for the rundown of the Summer Game Fest. And I will take a break, come back, and when we will step it back into the arena. How did Street Fighter VI bear? Did it survive? We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live!
folks you have reached the final stage of this program or the final round i should say of this program and i'm here to review street fighter 6 developed by capcom published by capcom it is not only a fighting game it is the fighting game <laughs> to play this year and i played it on the playstation 5 you could also play it on pc and for the first time in a, quite a while xbox series xs and um man i gotta tell you what else is there to say i love this game now i wasn't in love with this game and there's a reason for that there is something about this game that i was left feeling open-ended or empty and we'll talk about that just in a sec but let's go over all of the things that i've done in terms of checking out this game thoroughly using my grading system and uh it was uh this game it was everything i wanted a street fighter game to be and more let's be honest it was just it was fantastic they went the extra round capcom feels like it's the capcom of old right now and i was worried how this game was going to be without yoshinori ono who was the previous uh you know producer executive producer of this game and i gotta say it's like he was always there or never was there at all in that case no offense to him because you know if it wasn't for yoshinori ono coming back to help revitalize the fighting game industry not just street fighter the fighting game industry because when he came out with playstation 4 we didn't we've been you know clamoring for a new fighting game and let alone a new street fighter game and street fighter 4 came back and it revitalized the fighting game industry you know esport gaming has was you know resurfaced or resurged if you will then street fighter 5 came out and people absolutely loved it at least the first year or so of it and then they just you know we weren't used to the ongoing content because that's that was it was new to us back then now street fighter 6 is here yoshinori ono's gone but he left it on a great note these guys have done a great job with this game adding an rpg element to it and we've never seen an rpg fighting game before and this to me at least to my knowledge i've played tons of fighting games i never played a fighting game like this where you have this rpg element of building and leveling up your characters and you let alone creating your characters capcom has attempted capcom in another realm studios i would add has had games you know fighting games where you can create your own characters but they never put it all together in a package like this and this is the package we've been waiting for. This is the full experience that we've been waiting for, where you could create your own character in a very detailed creative suite. And then on top of that, use your character in the main plot of something that is a big deal story-wise. So Capcom can get credit for being the first to have a fully compatible, fully featured, you know, creative character or avatar, if you will, uh, story mode. In this game and it measured up majorly in a lot of ways but there was also some cons to this game too so we're going to talk about it we're, remember i grade these games based on originality uh is the other one graphic uh graphics gameplay sound music um replay value fun factor actor performances and story and this game has all of that but did they manage to succeed in all of it? Let's find out. Let's talk about the originality of this game. As I mentioned, this game has three modes, but one in particular is the world tour mode, which is the RPG 
story mode of this. So the three modes is World Tour, Battle Hub, and Fighting Ground. World Tour provides you, the, uh, they literally provide the main story for this with an RPG element to it and allows you to create your character and the creative suite is just, it's as deep. It's, it's almost as deep, very closely deep to that of the creative suite scene in WWE 2K or 2K games in general, because they, I believe they use the same creative suite for other sports games too. It's, it's in that level and you're able to tweak your character to look virtually almost like anything deform it. You can make it very deformed. You can create it accurate. You can make it look like an anime character, a cartoon character, or almost close to a real person or your, or your likeness as you could possibly get. It's whatever you want. It's awesome. I actually created a character that was very close to the same character that I put the same avatar that I made for uh, WWE 2K23. And it's really awesome. Complete with a huge selection of hairstyles that represent different ethnicities. And there's a, it's a variety. And that's what I love. You know, you literally can make, and they made sure of that. When you first played the game or you first saw the game or you played the demo or open beta or the demo, they made sure of it in the trailers. The one thing they wanted to nail in our head is that this game is for everybody and it represents everybody. They're, the, the example avatar that they use was a character of color or a black character. So they just let you know to like, cause that was been a major problem in video games for the longest time. And kudos to Capcom. They really made this for the culture. They made this for many cultures to be able to play including the LGBTQIA and you know it's it's it, is it a coincidence that this came out during Pride Month when you got a character like uh Eternity to come out which I really enjoy by the way because this is like Eternity is Eternity and Eternity can can definitely can fight and I expect that character to have probably a bigger role down the line but um I really enjoyed everything the um the inclusion that that has been involved in here um you can literally make any character and i love the fact that when you go around the community of world tour that you see a variety of everybody there of, of all colors pigmentations whatever and you're just fighting and talking to everybody around you know the neighborhoods fully fully populated you know environments and everything is just awesome and the fact that world tour is a single player you know um experience is also really cool too so you know you provide they provide you with all this and you roam around different regions fighting many rivals gangs and familiar characters from street fighter and capcom's past in order to level up and become stronger along the way you will meet up with the main character roster and of characters um in hopes that you could be trained by them doing so will reward you with the ability to use their special moves and fighting styles to help you become the fighter you dreamed of and it, trust me, I am. <laughs> I'm practically Goku in this damn game. World Tour allows you to enjoy the world your way. You try, you can travel to different parts of the world buying clothing, power, and power-ups. And Zenny, which is the in-game currency you can see, there also is, uh, there is currency that you uh, utilizes real money too, but that's op ex extremely optional. It's only for exclusive items that you get from the. Um, from the fighting uh, from the battle hub so you don't really you honestly do not have to do that that's if you just happen to want 
some exclusive gear that they're selling in this case but there's so many clothes and items in the world tour mode that you can get in ways to earn money and whatever it you don't really need it it's just if they have something that just looks really cool and you got to have it you can earn it and and then even in the battle hub you don't necessarily have to you don't have to use actual currency if you keep fighting and doing daily goals and every stuff you will find other ways to earn the currency the battle hub currency that you need to go into those stores and buy it it may be a little bit more of a grind to do it but it can be done so it's all up to you and how dedicated you are to this game to be able to do it so you could go in this game and don't have to spend a dime and still earn money to get the stuff that you want or you could just you know go to the quick way and just spend it and that's it it's all up to you battle hub is it is the area where you fight your friends and others around the world and online and i i honestly i didn't think i was going to really be up up in uh battle hub once the world tour mode but i have found myself in there and i i have you know put in at least a month of uh playstation uh of the uh playstation live just to uh you know get in a, a really experience of this i gotta say i have enjoyed myself in the battle hub uh even before i just got on uh you know it started to show i was in there and i've been i don't think i lost a match yet i don't think i don't think i've actually lost a match yet in there and i like that you could go in i've done both i've played in the arcade as you know ryu and you know fall people in some really you know great matches i think i lost doing that one but against my avatar i've done some avatar battles um i did pretty well there i i don't think i've lost the avatar battles too because you know i don't want to tell my secret but let's just say i instant transmission my way through things and you know i'm able to um i'm able to maneuver over and strategize that way also was able to tweak and customize my own moveset too to do what i want so that i think also helped me you know make things a lot smoother for me when it comes to doing particular moves with my avatar character but if i want to go back to my traditional i just go to custom 2 and it's the traditional style there so i like the fact that i could go back and forth on different customizations of stuff um i do want to talk about the modern and classic situation here but i'll do that in the gameplay section so i hopefully i'll remember that from there but it comes complete with an open room where you can connect with others play against them in uh an online match play classic arcade games like i mean some really classic capcom arcade games the original street fighter is on air for it here's the, th the funny thing i had a conversation with somebody online uh just the other like sometime this week not the other day but sometime this week and he was talking about how hard it is to pull off some of the moves in in street fighter and i'm like which street fighter are you talking about because the recent street fighters the control schemes have been modified so greatly that it's so easy to pull off even one of the what are some of the hardest moves that you had that you were able to do back in like when during the street fighter 2 and street fighter alpha era and all the stuff was like the this 360 motion uh moves they were hard to do on a playstation controller and all this stuff because it, it wasn't the technology wasn't as fluid enough so you could you would have to practice really hard to get the timing right they've made it so much better when street fighter 4 came out from 4 on they made it so much easier and more fluid to pull off those moves from the from the 360 circle moves to the raging demon all have been very easy to do com button combinations to pull off with easy and then they also for this particular one they modified it so um 
it's so much more easier now. I'm like, and I'm telling this guy, I'm like, you, you must haven't been playing these games. Like you, it, you could easily pull it off. Like you don't really need to do my mo uh, modern controls to pull it off. It is, it is fairly easy. So, I mean, I'm just putting it off right there, but like, it, it's just gotten so much better, but going back to the battle hub, you know, alone, you, I mean, there's so much you could do in there too. I mean, you could play the original and, and by the way, that's what led me to that real quick. Going back to that, go back. If anybody thinks that, you know, playing street fighter six control classic control scheme is hard. Go into battle hub. If you don't already own this game, go into battle hub and play street fighter one, the original, the absolute first street fighter, those controls and they still are crappy. Those controls was so hard to pull off. It was so much going on with that game. Uh, it wasn't until Street Fighter 2 when the control scheme got much better, but you still it was still a little bit hard to pull certain moves off. With that, you had to really learn how to master the timing and, and what not to do that. But now, man, it is it is so much easier. It is so much easier and a lot more fun to pull off these moves. Like I love doing playing with Zangief way more than I've ever done before. So um that's what i meant when i was talking about that but you could play online games there's also final fight you could play in there there's other games sun sun is in there um and it's probably going to be more down the line so it, it's really it really is an awesome place to be not to mention the music that you hear it's so mellow and dope but i'll talk about that in the music and soundtrack section as well um but this is where you would buy the new exclusive gear and you know you'll be able to take selfies in different parts you can also dj at a certain point too in there there's more content that's coming down the line i know um i i can't wait to see what they do with this next because it's only going to get better from here it, it was already this thing was already stable and solid when i played the open beta back then i had no issues at all in here like in terms of lag in terms of you know slowdowns i had none of that there was I, i've played so many different um online you know fighting I had no issues at all. It was, it, it's a great time. You know, kudos to Capcom. They've been testing it out nonstop. And even back when we did the three beta tests, they were already there. They were already taken care of. So I, I'm, oh man, I loved it. I absolutely, man, remember, God, you realize the beta test, the first beta test that they did was last October, right? When I went to New York Comic Con <laughs> last year. And, um, I, I I think I missed out on that one, but then I end up going to and doing the other two, and it was awesome. It was it was really fantastic. I uh, I really enjoyed it. And I'm enjoying it now. Fighting Ground, of course, is your traditional fighting format, which includes arcade mode or the individual story modes for each character. Practice, which I highly recommend. This is like the deepest practice mode I've seen since uh, Virtual Fighter. Uh, then there's also versus mode. You could do one-on-one -on -one and team battle for that one, which is a lot of fun. I played that one too. And then extreme battle as well. Extreme battle is kind of like the Super Smash Brothers where there's a bunch of stipulations and whatnot there too. So um, along with this, you get commentating options. If you guys remember, they said that they were going to announce that they were doing commentating. Uh, this allows you to have a play-by-play -play in color audio with some well-known e-sport uh, correspondents and celebrity guests including Tasty Steve, Thea Trinidad, AKA Selena Vega from WWE, uh, who I use often. I started with her and Tasty Steve and I'll talk about it in a sec. Jeremy uh, Vicious Lopez, 
who's a very popular esport uh, commentator, uh, Kosuke uh, Hida Hida Wa from Japan. So this is one of the Japanese uh, correspondents. I need to check them out because I guarantee their their commentary is dope. Oru, who is another one. Uh, he I believe he's a celebrity. H E Demon Kaka from Japan. Uh, Hikuru Takahashi from Japan. James sent. Uh, James, I don't know how to pronounce his name. James Chen. I'll just say it like that. And uh, those are the ones that you have now. But I've got a feeling there's going to be more to come. I here's here's my pitch. And if anybody's listening, who's a who's a who's in the fighting game community, or if anybody from Capcom is listening right now, this is what I want. Find Golden Boy, bring him in. I want to hear Golden Boy is my favorite esport commentator. He he makes esport commentating feel like an actual sport like he has a real sports voice and he pre- he pre- uh, presents himself in that same manner like i've heard him knock knock it out the park doing aew commentary like i wish they would have hired him back then because i think he was a great deal like he was he was just as good to me as excalibur was in terms of you know having a great voice and being able to commentate what he sees in the, in the ring um he he's just underutilized right now he was on g4 for a bit and you know what happened with g4 but i think he would be a great fit for new commentary uh for a new um play-by-play for whatever package they do next year i hope that that's in the works i really do because he deserves to be in here i golden boy is so dope i am just such a big fan of his commentary style in there so um so what we have arcade mode uh much like the street fighter well first let's talk about the special mode the extreme battle it adds like a really funny wacky stipulation if you play world tour mode you played some of it in there as well uh where you're creating more of a challenge to you and your opponent this includes like changing the rules and adding gimmick elements like lucky drone bull run shock zone mecha friends and bombs away so like during the time it's just like smash brothers like during your battle you got these obstacles that are coming in and you gotta you gotta make sure you don't get uh you know you don't get hit by these obstacles because that will deplete your situation more so it's a it's basically a stipulation match with that so i i really i thought it was, it was really cool they'd be cool if they put add a cage match to it that way you could throw somebody in the back and they, you know let, let me refer, let me rephrase that an electrifying cage match that way you could you know send somebody flying to the back and you know they could get you know electrocuted to that extent you know sounds normal there you go so um arcade mode of course is the other story mode you know the traditional street fighter story mode much like street fighter 5 you will go on a 5 to 12 stage journey into the world with the main roster each character comes with a prelude cutscene much like before uh complete with illustrations and an ending cutscene as you learn more about the character's backstory or partial backstory i should say my only beef to this was that it's like they don't tell a the stories are always fragmented you never really understand what's truly going on and i feel like they could do a little bit more well the other thing i I think was missing and maybe because i haven't played the 12 stage um deal yet is that they used to have like i think for five if i remember for five and four when you play arcade mode you would get to the end or the part where or the sub uh part and you know much like alpha you would have that cutscene in there which they have but it's illustrated this time around rather than just having the characters voice the roles so 
you know, they went into cutscene where the characters voice the roles and not have the actual mod character models do it. I mean, it's okay, but I would have preferred a little bit more than that. And a little bit more thorough storytelling would have helped too. Um, right now I'm thinking, you know, the, the character development and here is it's okay. And you do get a little bit more of understanding of people's story and backstory in the world tour mode when you start bonding with them a little bit more. So I get that, but I would have liked a little bit more from this. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, I feel that Capcom needs to work on in that case graphics. Of course, the visual design is much better than ever. Thanks to the power of the new gen consoles, facial features and clothing designs are way more in depth than ever before during battle during your uh during battles now you can inflict battle damage into uh your opponents and bodies you know just like how you used to do back in the day in street fighter 2 where like you beat a match and then they all beat the hell up well now you can really do it like so you'll start seeing you know bruised you know bruised muscles and body parts you know throughout the match and then if you lose completely you'll see the entire face scarred up beat up punched bruised hematomas whatever is on there you know it's there so i like the fact that it makes more of a real fight feel to that aspect to the cartoony type fighting that you have street fighter 6 has always been one of the most visually pleasing games in history with this excellent character design and stage designs and this continues to deliver to me there is everything about it is awesome and the fact that you're seeing in the background some aspects of the street fighter universe and the capcom universe in there as well um, it's just awesome. I love the fact that they're bringing in a lot of the elements of final fight in this as well, because they've always done this since street fighter alpha when they first introduced a uh, guy into it and really made it in. And of course they're in Metro city. So eventually Hagar is going to make an appearance. Eventually they are going to bring him in. There's no doubt the whole entire like city is dedicated to Hagar and what he did to help, you know, that community out back when final fight first came out. So. It's awesome. I think we're going to see Cody and Guy too. I think we're seeing all three of these guys make an appearance in Street Fighter 6. It'll be the first time we get all three of them in there because we have not seen Hagar in a Street Fighter um, game. We've only seen him on... The only time we've seen Hagar as a fighting game character in a Capcom game was, believe it or not, it was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. That was the only time. So he will... He's guaranteed to make his very first Street Fighter appearance and if they get Cody back, his last time we saw him was in uh, Street Fighter 4, I believe. I don't remember if he was in 5. And then, um, and, and Guy. We get all three, you know, final fight guys in here. It'll be huge. It'll be absolutely huge. So, um, it'll be awesome. So, uh, in terms of sound and music, Street Fighter 6 has the best soundtrack of any versions of the games before. And then, personally, it's like literally my favorite game soundtrack this year. Because a lot of a lot of it stems of you know consists of catchy and mellow club and hip-hop beats that you can listen to for a long time like sometimes i'm naive i'm so into the music especially at the beginning because when you go into like the, the battle hub music it's that really chill swag type beat that goes with it i don't even want to you know there are times i've not done anything with my controller and unfortunately the um the online cuts off because you're not active a while so resets you back so 
I enjoy the music. I enjoy the music in the Battle Hub. I enjoy the background music and the World Tour and all the other music before it. It's just they've always known how to make some really great beats for these fight for these Capcom fighting games. Like if you look back at like Marvel versus Capcom 2 and um some other really great fighting games that they've had, like there's been some awesome uh sound mixes that they put in in there and instrumentals that they put in. It's just you know, uh, what was another one? Uh, Street Fighter Three Third Strike. That's another one. Really great soundtrack for that one. This one continues that tradition right there. So uh, I, I would definitely say this is my favorite. You know, very laid back feel as you prepare to encounter foes in, in your adventures and fights and whatever like that. Gameplay. I mean, we talked about a little bit of it before, but like it's as stellar as you could possibly be. Like I said, I've been able to pull off moves on classic mode that I've never been able to pull off and I can pull them off with ease. If anybody has a problem trying to do a 360 circle, here's the key. My way of doing it is jumping, doing it, and then hitting the button and then capture the person. Very simple, especially when it comes to Zangief and doing that, you know, his spinning pile driver. I manage to do that all the time. Find the right great timing to do it, hit, you know, jump up, do the circle, boom. It comes off easily. It is very simple to do. Um, even you could possibly do it by nailing down on the ground too and doing it that way too. You just got to make sure that you're blocking whatever like that in the right time. But I'm telling you, I've never been able to do it from Street Fighter 2 to Street Fighter Alpha 3. And even, uh, or even the uh, Marvel vs. Capcom series, the Versus series. Street Fighter 4 is when the first time I actually was able to pull it off because they finally coded the control scheme to be able to react perfectly to how you do it. There's no absolute reason. Now, if you want to use modern style, you can. I've, I'm not a fan. I, I've never been a fan of the modern style. Um, I, I do agree that it's, I was gonna, I was honestly planning to use the modern style for Zangief, but when I seen just how fluid and easy it is to do it, it's like no point. Also, you learn that eventually modern, the modern style of gameplay has its limits. There's certain things that you won't be able to do with modern style that you can do with um, classic style. I'm just saying, like, you can play modern style, but if you really want to enjoy this game fully, classic is the way to go. Like, I, if I get beat by somebody in modern style, I'm, I'm I, I deserve it. I deserved <laughs> never play this game again. But, and I actually I. I forgot when I played in the first time I played in Battle Hub, the only time I lost is because I didn't realize I had I was on modern and I had to switch it. So I let the guy beat me, came back and he beat me again. But still, the fact of the matter is <laughs> I had a better time. I He didn't beat me too complete. I did beat him one I, and I did beat him one even with um, modern, but it was still like, you know, I, I enjoy I enjoyed the classic because there's so much more you could do. And, the feeling of being able to know that you could pull off these moves there's something satisfying about that so gameplay is on as great as ever when it comes to that every i mean just seriously just love it um world tour mode i mean like it's just i i, I enjoyed the experience um i love the rpg experience with that the story was okay i think it was the story where we're going to talk about that where um you know, when it comes to that, I had some issues with that, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But in terms of just being able to roam around different regions, fighting many rivals, gangs, and familiar characters, um, it's just, I really enjoyed it. I love the fanfare of World Tour. So um, 
I, 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 I keep going back to it. And the fact that you can actually replay the story modes too once you beat it. So I thought that was pretty cool too. Control scheme. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just really well done. The classic mode was great. The modern mode is also great, but for me personally, I will go, I would go with the grind and the grind is not that bad in this game. Fun factor. I mean, there's just so many ways to play this game. I mean, even in like you could play the world tour and in the world tour, you could do so many other things. You could talk to people, you could meet other people, you could fight other people, but you can also play mini games as well. And there are like five or six mini games in there that you could play. Uh, most of them consist of like beating up on trucks and cars or slicing through bottles, which I think is something from Street Fighter one. If I'm correct, you could break boards is another one. And um, the other one is a command. Uh, it's, it's like a command uh, mini game where you can make pizzas but you got to do the right command controls in here it is so many awesome ways to play this game and enjoy this game and you can play arcade games within it as well i mean it's just so much to do you could travel to place to place it's just so much game to do and then you go into battle hub and you meet up with other people and do it there then i mean like there's so much game to have in street fighter 6 the replay value is incredible like there's no way <laughs> it's just so much going on i mean the replay value like I, i'm still playing it now I'm trying to stop playing it so I can focus back on other games, but I enjoy it. It's a great leisure game. Like if you just want to sit back and just fight people, you go on a world tour and just start beating up people like crazy, like people less powerful than you, or I mean, just enjoy whatever. You could definitely do that. I will say the one thing about uh, world tour that I wish you could do, I wish you could have, re, you know, um, new game plus, but they don't because they couldn't i think they couldn't work that in but what they did was they allowed you to watch the you go into the gallery to replay the cutscenes again if you chose to want to go and do that whole entire adventure again you will but it will erase all your data with a few additional with the exception of a few additional um certain content that you would still have but you would have to start the whole thing over from level one and if you already reached like level 70 60 70 or 80 it's not worth it it's not worth it just keep going plus i believe the reason why they're doing this too is because they're going to add more content to world tour and they're going to add more content to other things uh for you to lower a level up i i that's my base because this game is going to be worked on for a long time we're not getting a street fighter 7 anytime soon they work so hard so much uh so hard on this game that they're looking to add so much more we're already getting like four or five different characters i think this year um going into the next year I'm hoping that we get a lot more than just that as well. So actor performances, um, you know, well, while the dialogue isn't the best, the performances behind it is, um, you know, you, you can only do the lines and make it work as best you can. But some of the dialogue was just like, it didn't make any sense. And to say the way they were, they were talking to each other and communicate with each other. Um, it was very odd, but I'm used to that because it's not the first Street Fighter game that they've done that before. When it comes to storytelling that you know capcom this is where their weak spot is um outside of the arcade mode and the world tour mode there isn't really much dialogue with the characters except for you know from that um it's not nearly as much well it wasn't really that much on, on five either with the shadow falls and all this stuff but hey it worked for what it was worth i just wish that they got a little bit more lines in for certain things um 
But let's go to the story. I think that'll be all we could wrap it up from there. But the story, your character trains with Luke at his training facility with another student named Bosch, who is desperate to become stronger to defeat a powerful threat, but feels that he can only do so alone. Your character's journey for uh, for strength also unravels the mystery of Bosch's ambition, as well as a secret organization that is holding a martial arts tournament with deep with deep implications and planning. While the story is lighthearted and not to be taken seriously, I did find it to be to have some plot holes uh, in the opening. Like, and, and, and it's like a very open-ended narrative. In other words, if you read the prelude comics that Capcom and Udon Entertainment provided, it gave you an understanding of what was happening. It gave you a solid understanding of what was happening uh, because the main plot of Street Fighter VI involves Ken being set up to be blamed for as a terrorist when he works with this organization to set up a this new tournament in Nashelle. This story doesn't exactly follow up smoothly in either world tour mode or arcade mode as there are still some unanswered questions in the main plot. Like in the game, in the world tour uh, story, and again, I haven't, I guess maybe I need to get a little bit deeper but the way that game ended, the way the game ended and the way the story mode went, it was kind of like we didn't get the answers that we wanted fully in terms of Ken's situation. Because Ken, since he was deemed a terrorist plot, he wasn't able to see his his son Mel or his family Eliza. Uh, he ran off. He hid. He uh, hit near this construction site or whatever like that. And then he lost all of his money. Remember, Ken was the rich one between him and uh and ryu so he lost all that and then there's the you know ken's association with this game's villain jp aka johan uh petrovics and who's really the new bison of this game and for some reason he has the power of the psych he has the psycho power and he's tied up. He's tied and connected to the fate of many other characters as well, including including Kimberly Jackson in the game, the first African American, um, you know, female character who is you know a ninja um, to Ikubi. Uh, what is it? Ikubi or Ikubi? I forgot her name from uh, from three, but three and four. But um, nonetheless, like there's still some unanswered questions. I feel I that needs to be said. And granted, I while I beat the game, I didn't complete every single masters deal and i need to go back in because maybe that will fill in the gaps but even still honestly one would hope that there will be a little bit more to this story as capcom develops more content to this game including maybe an expansion pack with that which provides a new story mode in here i mean there's a lot of game to have and there's a lot more game to um to give and doing another you know shadow falls like full length story would really help. I mean, I love what they did with the, with the, um, with the world tour story mode. I love what they did with that. But honestly, a full length story mode that just st strictly involves the characters that that are based on a story. Because I mean, not to spoil anything, but at the end, they didn't really defeat JP. I mean, they really didn't in a way. So he's like. He got this, I'm a comeback type of attitude on you. So there's a lot more to be used, a lot of story to be told in here. 
So hopefully, and, and they did this before where Street Fighter V came out and it just came out with the arcade mode and a few other things. But um, this is when people were started aching, you know, pleading to Capcom, please give us the full presentation. Give us a complete story mode, the same way that NetherRealm does it for their uh, for Mortal Kombat and Injustice. And they finally did with the Shadow Falls. And it was pretty good. It was the final, you know, hurrah, hurrah with uh, Bison. And I thought it was pretty good. We need another one for this. I think I felt like the World Tour story mode was just a prelude to things to come. And I'm hoping I'm right. I'm hoping that they do come out with one because this one just I liked it for just the storyline between my character and Bosch. But there's a bigger plot that's going on in here. If you read the actual comic, then you know there is we need to we need to see this from start to finish from there so we will see but capcom is you know looking to develop more content in the long term which includes new characters clothing and more if they don't provide more narrative to this game it will make no sense so all right let's go back into the into the scorecard here let's go originality i gave this 100 because like i said this was a fighting game played like never before we've never had a fighting game like this done before so it was awesome on that aspect um graphics of course 100 just looks phenomenal the things the, the the little intricate details that they were doing with this game with every character model including your avatar is just really outstanding backgrounds environments everything is just looks cool i really enjoyed it sound and music as i said one of my one of the best soundtracks i've heard in a Capcom fighting game and so in a long time. So this gets a hundred for me there. Gameplay 100. Just I the fact that I'm able to pull off some of the moves, some of the hardest moves I've never been able to play off before. I can do it with these now. Come a long way. Gets a hundred for me. Fun factor, of course, it gets a hundred uh, for me as well. And uh just enjoyed myself immensely with this. So replay value. I'm gonna go back and play it as soon as this episode is over. So there you go. <laughs> definitely i mean i'm a street fighter fan from the from the jump like i am definitely playing this game a lot i'm gonna max out every single uh you know opponent that i have and whatever active performances i'm still giving 100 i didn't necessarily like the dialogue but that doesn't have anything to do with the active performances toward it it still worked i liked everybody's voices i liked that it worked it's just you know they some of it just some of the dialogue just didn't make sense there story was the lowest score that i'm gonna give and i'm gonna give this a 70 because i like the story of uh your character and bosh but at the end of the game it was at the end of the day it was only focused on those two more than it was focused on ken and him running away from you know the military and everybody um and it, it just needs to be answered it, it's a lot of it is slightly talked about in world tour you know and it, it almost feels like the aftermath in a sense of everything that happened because correct me if i'm wrong they said you know they've already proven that ken was set up in this whole thing so what now like we need to see that we need to see like whatever happened in the comics we need to see that fleshed out like when here's here's the reason why i gotta give this a 70. and i'm be, i'm probably being nice to giving it a 70 to be honest because nether realm studios did the exact same thing they came out with an injustice comic book and then that played off of the game here's the thing the writing in that book was so much better and then on top of that the storytelling and injustice one and two were even better and it was so good that injustice continued even after the game 
they continued the first injustice series and which became a highly acclaimed popular um comic in dc in dc comics and it led all the way up to you know injustice 2 and the writing and it, it, it assimilated very well with the storytelling of the game so there is no excuse for that <laughs> in this case they need to find a way to follow up and i hope that they do i, I just they're, they're weak capcom's weakest points is their writing they just write some sometimes it could be nonsensical um and you just go with it because it's just like all right you don't take these characters seriously whatever but like come on give us a good plot it's not that hard to put in a little effort to give us a plot you know the twitter is worth the world tour the world tour storyline wasn't bad but it's just like i'm my focus after reading the book i'm thinking like we're gonna learn more my character is gonna help unravel what's going on with the ken situation but it really doesn't it focuses on him trying to find bosch the entire time and find out what's going on him but there is a connection to the actual story with ken but it's not exactly in, in tuned with it so this is this is why it leads me to believe and hope that another story mode is coming and hopefully more than that will come so we will see we'll see how this goes um and i would like to see more world tour extensions too expansions too like bring in the hagar at the haggers and in, in this uh, final fight crew and you know do all that let's let's get down with it i'm ready so overall all that great it comes to a solid a regardless of my thoughts on the story mode um that's what it came up to in my under my uh grade so it is a very good game i think when it comes down to it the gameplay is just a, the, the game overall is just a hell of a lot of fun um if you're a street fighter fan you will not be disappointed with this game at all now it, it will this game be game of fighting game of the year if it was the only game to come out this year i would have said without question however in about a few months in september mortal kombat one is coming and i'm telling you i will well, we've already seen footage of what of some of the story told right there if anything i think in my in my prediction if capcom is to beat them is probably because of continuity it is not going to be storytelling but if if netherrealm can provide the same fun and gameplay features or similar gameplay features or the the amount of depth that you know street fighter 6 provides and have a solid awesome story which i know they're going to do this is just their strength is as capcom's weakness mortal kombat 1 can possibly pull a surprise win over street fighter in terms of the best fighting if they're can if their fighting is just as good as it always been and then on top of it they got some awesome you know mini game features and extra features in there and modes and stuff like that and then on top of that the story mode is just awesome and then on oh god and how about you know they're gonna have guest characters in this in their game let's see what they do who they are and what they'll do with those characters we'll see i'm looking forward to it so that will play a factor in it too so you know right now this is an a for them let's see what mortal kombat does mortal kombat could possibly outpunch street fighter it is a chance if the story was a little bit better 
and if they provided a little bit more story i think that street fighter could actually pull it through i it's it's not guaranteed it is not guaranteed so we will see folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live extra select start thank you guys so very much as i told you we flipped the script this week so um if you got a chance to watch transformers rise of the beast now's your time to go check out my review of that and uh we we, we talk about it all every single thing so go over there check it out only listen to it if you have not watched the movie and if you're planning to watch the movie and you haven't been spoiled already wait till you watch the movie and then go on there and didn't get my reaction from that otherwise you had to wait like you're gonna have to wait next week as well because uh, i already saw the flash too i already seen an early screen of the flash i will not talk about it till maybe friday so i may be doing this again <laughs> i may be doing all this all over again and flipping a script because i want to get this out as quickly as possible and get my thoughts on it so um the flash i already got to see it and uh when you guys see it i will just say this you guys are gonna flip <laughs> you guys are going to flip when you see that movie that's all i'm going to say for that one um so that will be my review for next week and uh again leading up to july i'm going to be taking a much needed break um i'm gonna, this is not a workcation or this is not any this is me taking a retreat and just relaxing no podcasting none of that stuff that just i'm just chilling um i told you june was going to be crazy and it is it is not it is not letting down anytime soon so in the meantime when all that happens you can always check out this episode and every episode on the official website for talk time live that is talktimelive.com where you can find all of our audio episodes like this one all of our video exclusives including the recently released peter cullen podcast uh, peter cullen podcast peter cullen q a panel from fan expo you don't want to miss it i've gotten some really good feedback from it people are enjoying it uh, a lot you can go into talktimelive.com in a blog section and it is right there along with the highlights of everything that went on or some of the things that went on in fan expo as well that year and more there will be more coming up because i got an invicta watch i want people to check out uh that i've been rocking lately so stay tuned for that and um much more but if you want to also subscribe and download this show and support the show on your favorite podcast platform you could do so wherever podcasts are played including the popular ones like spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher pod bean tune in audible pocket cast pandora you name it we are there check us out support us keep us going and keep us growing always so for now that will do it for me on behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, guys, and have a great and safe week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.